you trademark folks from the novice to the expert. Welcome to the Dish on Trademarks. I'm Jamie. I am the CEO and founder of Trademark Depot and your host for this episode of uh, the Dish on Trademarks. So today we're going to talk about brand protection. What is brand protection? How to acquire brand protection? And how important it is to have when you are selling a brand, selling products or providing services under a specific name, uh, whether you're using a slogan, a tagline, um, the name of an app, the name of a course, uh, the list goes on and on and on, um, but it all comes down to brand protection. So the first facet of brand protection, um, why you need it, why it's important, is your brand's value. So essentially, when we're talking about the value of a brand, we're talking about the brand's reputation. We're talking about how consumers in the marketplace see your brand, what they attribute to your brand. Do they attribute uh, a good reputation? Is your service uh, provided properly? Are your products well made? Um, are they well maintained? So brand value is essentially how consumers, so how your clients are going to see your brand. Now, if you do not protect that brand by way of a trademark registration, then the reputation that you're building in your brand is essentially for nothing. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but to be completely honest with you, if you don't protect your brand, the reputation that you're building into it with advertising, with marketing, um, with blood, sweat and tears could literally just be swept out from underneath you. The second reason to protect your brand kind of ties into the first reason, um, that being um, trust. So as a consumer yourself, there are a multitude of different reasons that you are going to purchase a product or um, have a service rendered. Um, and think about what makes you purchase a specific product or what makes you go to a specific company um, or a specific brand to have a service provided. So for example, um, I always like to give examples because really, you know, all of this legal talk um, can get kind of boring. But for example, you are shopping for a car. Now you're shopping for a car, you are going to absolutely um, you know, do your research, you're going to go online, you're going to go on Google, um, and you're going to essentially look for consumer reviews, you know, what type of car um, has the highest review, um, and essentially, you know, do all of your research before uh, going out and purchasing a car. Now, what would happen if, for example, these cars did not have protected brands or you know, a brand um, that they've created, that they've marketed, that they have put all of their um, eggs into their basket. Let's say it didn't have a name. Let's say Range Rover was, you know, called Car A. Um, it would be really, really hard to figure out um, what type of car to buy and, you know, see the reviews, um, do your research and, 
basically know what you're getting um, for for the price that you're going to pay. Now, Range Rover uh, is synonymous with being not such a great car. Expensive, yeah, but um, you know, you would know that that specific brand has issues with, let's say, super expensive repairs. Um, you know, they aren't the greatest road vehicles in, you know, the North American climate. Now, this example, um, of Range Rover was probably, um, an example of, of not such a great reputation. But let's say, for example, um, Honda Civic. Now, there's a car that has a reputation of being dependable. Um, you know, going, uh, going the long run with respect to mileage. Um, so essentially, you know, you know what you're going to get with a Honda Civic. Now, imagine again that this, um, this, this specific car didn't have a brand, didn't have, you know, the name Civic. Um, and, and, or this brand wasn't protected. Imagine that Honda, you know, built up their brand, built up their reputation, um, built their brand's value, and some Joe Blow down the street goes ahead and registers the word Civic for automobiles. What do you think would happen? Um, well, I can tell you what would happen. Um, essentially, you know, Honda would have to um, fight to get their brand back. Now, Honda you know, probably wouldn't have a hard time fighting to get their brand back because they're a multi-billion dollar company. But let's say, you know, for for the sake of this podcast, you are a startup and you launch your brand and you, you know, have a, a wildly successful launch and your product is flying off the shelves. Now, if you haven't taken the time to actually protect that brand, there is really nothing stopping, you know, a third party from coming in, seeing your brand name and filing a trademark application. Now, that's not to say that they are going to absolutely um, have the rights granted to them for that trademark. But you as, as as the startup, you as the brand owner are going to have a very difficult time proving that the the rights to this brand are in fact yours. Whereas a trademark registration is an assumed right of ownership, an assumed right of exclusive rights to use that name or that brand. So another important reason um, to protect your brand is, you know, protecting your money. So all of these reasons kind of tie into each other, but um, each one is, you know, has, has its own importance. So protecting your money essentially protecting all of the money that you've put in to developing, creating, launching, marketing, advertising your brand. Um, and being an entrepreneur myself, having a brand of my own, I absolutely know how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur and to be a startup and to, you know, launch your brand and to build the reputation in your brand. Um, now all of that money that you've put into it again could potentially get washed down the drain if you don't take the steps to protect that brand. Um, brand protection actually can stop, uh, counterfeit goods from coming into the country. Um, what you do is you register your trademark in whatever jurisdiction that you are selling your goods or providing your services. 
And you can then register your brand with the customs agency so that essentially they stop any kind of counterfeit goods coming into the country. So not only does it, you know, um, ensure that your money is being well spent, but it also ensures that there are no counterfeit products coming into the country that could potentially dilute or harm your brand. Now, let's talk about infringement. So trademark infringement is not a small thing. Um, being sued for trademark infringement, you know, could absolutely end up costing thousands of dollars. Um, it can also end up costing you so much time. If you don't properly protect your brand, properly vet your brand before going into the marketplace, you could be on the receiving end of a cease and desist. Now, cease and desist letters are never fun. They're scary. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be sued for trademark infringement, but it is kind of the first step in a third party um, asserting their rights in a brand. And you have to really be careful because it's not just identical brands that are going to be problematic. It's also going to be problematic if you have a similar brand in the same space. Now, when I say a similar brand in the same space, um, I mean, you are selling Dove, you know, for um, chocolate and there is a Dova for chocolate. Now, this may end up causing um, the receipt of a cease and desist letter. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you can have two identical trademarks existing, coexisting, um, but they cannot be in the same, uh, what we call channels of trade. So basically dove for chocolate versus dove for soap. Now, no consumer is going to think that a company who is making chocolate under one brand is also going to make soap under that same brand. So those two trademarks can coexist, um, very easily because there is no risk of consumer confusion. Um, consumer confusion is, is really, uh, one of the, um, bases of, um, confusion. Now, I'll address confusion and all of that fun stuff in a different episode. Um, but right now, basically, um, brand protection, if done right, can absolutely avoid any kind of trademark infringement. Um, cases. So brand protection um, will also help preserve your brand identity. Um, and again, I know I keep going back to brand, 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 brand. But in today's day and age, um, with, you know, the internet and e-commerce and the challenges of um, standing out in a crowded marketplace, your brand is probably one of the most important assets um, that you are going to acquire. Now, if you do not properly protect that brand, um, then that asset is essentially useless. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but brand identity is huge. I will go back to the example that I was using about shopping for a car. Um, you are immediately going to know, you know, certain brands and what they stand for. You know, when you're shopping electric cars, 
The first brand that probably pops into your mind is Tesla. Um, and that's because they did really good marketing. They have a great product. Well, in some people's opinions, they have a great product. Um, and when you hear electric car, your mind automatically goes to Tesla. Now, I can guarantee you that Elon Musk has protected his trademark for Tesla. Um, he actually has multiple uh, trademarks for Tesla. But besides the point, now, if you think of, you know, a high-end car, you you want to drive, you know, a high-end car, then some of the brands that are going to immediately pop into your mind are, you know, Audi, uh, BMW, Range Rover, Mercedes-Benz, again, these are high-end brands. And when you hear high-end brand, when you're thinking about a car, then these are the brands that are going to automatically pop into your head. Again, they've done their job really, really well. They've marketed well. They've advertised well. They offer a good product. Um, and all of that is, is part of the brand identity. Um, and if you create a brand identity and don't protect that brand identity, then, you know, you could potentially again, lose that brand. So now let's touch base on e-commerce. E-commerce has absolutely taken our world by storm. I don't think there is anyone on this planet who has not shopped online. Um, now, obviously, one of the biggest online marketplaces is Amazon. Amazon you know, again, provides a service that is synonymous with quick delivery. Um, it is synonymous with basically finding anything that you need um, delivered to your door. Now, Amazon was started in, you know, um, in in a garage and or in a basement. Like, I, I can't remember which one. Either way, it was started as a tiny little business um, and you know, it grew into the monster that it is today. And I don't know if you'd be surprised, but the Amazon trademark was actually filed, uh, I think a month or two after um, the start of Amazon. So, you know, there are a lot of times that I speak to clients and I hear, oh, we're just too small. You know, we don't have the revenue yet. Um, we don't have the clients yet. And, and I completely understand. I mean, it's trademarking is not a cheap process. Um, it's not an easy process, but it's definitely a process worth, um, worth following through with because again, you know, if you don't value your brand, why would consumers value your brand? So, Another really, really important facet of brand protection is letting your consumers know that you believe in your brand. You believe in your brand enough to make sure that nobody else can use it. You believe in your brand enough um, to build that reputation in it. You believe in the fact that your brand stands for something. So if you're not going to, you know, Take the necessary steps to make sure that that brand is legally protected um, from competitors or from, you know, copycats. Then why would anyone else invest in your brand? If you don't invest in your brand, don't expect anyone else to invest in your brand. Again, um, I'm really known for kind of telling it like it is. 
But that's how it is. If you do not believe in your brand enough to file a trademark application, to file a, you know, to, to, to secure your, your, your brand, then, you know, don't expect anyone else to, to invest in that brand. So we may be getting ahead of ourselves, but um, another reason um, that brand protection is so important is expansion. So, you know, in order to expand into different markets, you are going to have to do your due diligence and you are going to um, make sure that the jurisdiction in which you're planning on launching, let's say Europe, um, Again, you have to make sure that there are no similar brands or no similar trademarks that exist in those jurisdictions. Um, having done a trademark registration in Canada or the US or the, you know, the EU or the UK and knowing that you've, you've taken those steps to, to protect your brand in your primary marketplace, um, kind of makes it easier to, to expand into the other marketplaces. Um, again, you know, with, with today's, um, digital realm and the way that technology is constantly shifting, um, expanding your brand is, is always, um, a good idea if you're selling into those marketplaces. Um, and it is always exciting because when you're in the expansion phase, it means that you know, the brand, um, that you are launching, that you're, that you're working behind, that you're, um, building its reputation is successful enough to expand into these other marketplaces. Uh, expansion is again, um, expensive and if done right, um, will be wildly successful. Um, so, you know, it's another, really good reason to look into brand protection um, so that expansion is, you know, possible in the future. So I think I've touched on pretty much all of the main reasons um, that one should protect their brand. Um, but I wanted to end this, this um, episode of this podcast with, with a funny story. And you may or may not know um, about this, but when I was working in the corporate world, um, I was working for one of Canada's largest women's retailers, uh, clothing retailers. And um, the U.S. giant Target wanted to um, expand into Canada. And as wildly successful as they are in the U.S., they, you know, um, kind of put the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. I don't remember how the saying goes, but either way. They um, had all of these plans to expand into Canada. And when they filed for their trademark application, they realized that there was um, a Canadian trademark for Target um, that was filed in connection with the same types of um, services, um, which is retail services. And it was owned by, you know, uh, a little mom and pop. It was not owned by a multi-billion dollar corporation. It had been uh, filed and registered years previous. And Target, the mega company, had to pay um, the owner of the Target trademark in Canada um, a small fortune to um, buy their trademark. So to have their trademark registration assigned over to the mega giant 
so that they could actually expand into Canada. Um, I don't believe the amount was ever disclosed, but it's just, it just goes to show you how important trademark registration is. Um, I'm sure that this, you know, person who registered uh, Target in Canada had no idea that Target would ever think of expanding into Canada. Um, or maybe he did and, uh, he got a giant payday, um, because of it. So, you know, if for no other reason, you know, brand protection is, is, is super important. Um, and just remember that if you don't protect your brand, you know, someone could definitely come up and sweep it out from underneath you. So in summary, um, basically if, having to change your brand name or having to stop using your brand would affect your business in any way, um, then, you know, the obvious um, answer to whether or not you should protect your brand is definitely yes. That's it for this episode. Um, I hope it was informative. Again, this whole podcasting thing is absolutely brand new to me. And, um, you know, I decided to start the podcast just so that I could um, bring some information um, about trademarking, about brand protection um, to, you know, whoever is is in need of it. Um, and I hope I'm doing a good job. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll tune in for our next episode. So for now, I am signing out your friendly neighborhood trademark agent. Have a wonderful week. And remember, always be kind.